that's why I say, when you pray out of a pure heart, God, this is my need, and this is what I have going on in my life right now. This is what I pray, God, but what I really want to happen is whether you do it or whether you don't see fit to do it, let what I go through or what you heal me from or take me through, let it either way glorify you in the most possible way. And so then, when you pray like that, you will see that every one of your prayers get answered. Because you don't base it on the outcome right here, you base it on the outcome out here, and that's God being glorified. That's, that's your measuring device. It's not your body or your wallet or your job or even people around you. But you base it on, did God get glory? Was God glorified? Was a life changed? Was a family saved? Was, was an addict restored? Was a need met and more than the need, they found Jesus. That becomes your basis for praying. And your prayer life automatically takes on a whole new dimension. That was for later on, but God had me say it right then. That happens, though, only when you're with God. When you're with God, you find out that the work that I'm doing in church, the work I'm doing in the world, the work that I'm doing in my community, the work that I'm doing at home, I'm never alone. In fact, Paul said in the third chapter of Corinthians, he said, for we are laborers together with God. Did you read that? I want you to understand it. We are laborers together with God. You're never doing it by yourself, by the way. Church may not appreciate you. Family may not appreciate you. Co-workers may not appreciate you. The world may not appreciate. In fact, you may get dumped on and talked about and ridiculed for doing good. But don't you ever forget that you are not laboring alone because you are laboring with God. Because you are God's husbandry and you are God's building. But also when you are walking with God, you find out real quick, God's in control of every step of your life that he orders. And he can even take you as with Enoch. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. Now, wait a minute. If I understand that correctly, after he begat Methuselah, which, you know, was the oldest man, lived over 900 years, he walked with God 300 years. Well, how do you walk with God that long? You just walk and you quit walking with God. You, you never stop walking with God. After, after you walk with God or you do anything with God, 300 years, I would say you're pretty committed to that thing, wouldn't you? That's a pretty good track record doing that something for 300 years. And you know what the reward was? Verse 24 of chapter 5 says, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not. God took him. Now, when you walk with God, God may not take you. In fact, he probably won't take you like that, and you're no more. But I like to look at it from a different angle because this is the way my God is. Because he did it with somebody in the Bible. 
He took them from one location. That was before technology ever existed. That's before sci-fi movies ever came out. One location, and the man was in another location. I like to think that if I'm in a bad situation, that God, even though my body might still be at work where I'm ridiculed, or I have been given bad news at a doctor's appointment, and I'm about to break down and cry, I just would like to think this morning, because I walk with God, that God's able to take me, even though my body's there, and put me in a holy place where my mind's on Him, and I'm being blessed and ministered to by the God of all comfort. That can happen to you when you decide it's time for me to start walking with God. God can take you. But God also can give you grace when you walk with him. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And the sixth chapter of Genesis says these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just and perfect man in his generation. Noah walked with God. When he walked with God, the previous verse said he had found grace. See, there's a lot you can find when you walk with God. When you are with God, church, you also can abide. And this is probably a great place to do some preaching right here. A lot of people do what we've come to term as backslide or get slack. I'm talking to people today now, so I want you to listen. Or we get lax in our ways. We get frivolous in our living, we become loose in our living, and that right there is an indicator that I'm not walking with God. I, as I said a while ago, I just reference God every now and then. I refer to Him, or I go to Him when I'm in trouble. I reference God. But see, when you walk with God, then you find out real quick that you can abide with him. Brethren, 1 Corinthians 7, let every man wherein he is called therein abide with God. So again, when you start walking with God, the best advice I can give you on any Sunday morning is don't ever stop walking with God because you're walking away from the best thing that could ever happen to you. He's Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides. He's Jehovah Nisi. His banner over me is love. He is also Jehovah, the Lord of hosts is his name, Jehovah Sabaoth. He is also Jehovah Jireh, the one that provides. He's Jehovah Reah, the Lord is my shepherd. He is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. He is also Jehovah Shalom, and I love that fact that he is the Lord my peace. But see, all that comes into play when I walk with him. You got to walk with him to know all of that about him. You can't reference him, church. See what God has wanted me to try my best to do today with the power of the Holy Ghost. It's just to reiterate one more Sunday morning 
It's time to quit knowing about God. It's time to on occasion flirt with God or get serious with God. It's time to cut ties in this world. And it's time to just simply walk with God and see what God will do. It's time to walk with him. Give it all up. Throw it all in and just say, Lord, here I am and I'm going to walk with you. And I know you are a faithful God. But see, when you walk with God, I've already said what Paul said in the fifth chapter of Romans. He said, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you today that a lot of us get to a place where we start out walking with God. We walk with God and the walk is good. And we hit an old bump in the road, as King Curtis so eloquent, uh, eloquently put it. When we hit that bump in the road, then things get kind of out of whack. And we kind of are in a pickle, but we don't say we're in a pickle. See, if, if you've ever been here or if you're here right now. We don't admit to anybody we're in a pickle, but we just don't know if we're going to be angry at God for the bump in the road or if we're just going to kind of lay back because that got thrown in my face. That didn't go the way I thought it should go. Let me throw in Romans 8, right? All things work together for good to those who love the Lord who are called according to his purpose. So again, back to the prayer statement a while ago. We don't weigh everything out. By the way, we see things, the outcome that we are evaluating or how we feel. What we do is we wait and we just watch God get all the glory in the world. And so we kind of sit here and we do this evaluating and we try to figure out. Now, if God really loved me with the help of Satan, because when you give him an inch, he takes a hundred miles, you see. And we'll just say, well, I don't, I don't know, you see, because I, I really thought God loved me. I thought God saw what I was doing. I was paying my tithes. I was getting involved. I was being very dependable. I was being proactive with my family. I was doing all these things, and look at what happened here. So we might just need to cool off a little bit because apparently that didn't work out the way I thought it should. See, when you walk with God, you got to understand this. You're walking behind God and beside God at the same time. You're walking behind God because he goes before you. You're walking beside God because you're a fellow laborer with God. You're not doing it by yourself. So, so when they didn't appreciate you, they didn't appreciate God. When the disciples were dispatched by twos out, Jesus said, look, you go in, don't you take anything, don't you worry about anything, you just preach what I've told you to preach. Here's the power to go along with the message that I've charged you with. If they don't receive your message, it's like not receiving me, you just shake the dust off of your feet from that city for a testimony against it because Jesus knew he wasn't sending them out. He was sending them out with the power of God 
on them and with them. So don't you ever evaluate things by the outcome or the appreciation of people because what you are doing, you are just a co-worker with God and he's really in control of the situation. See, God might have you there going through that not because you've done something wrong or it's something that you have to go through. God may have to have you there just so he can see what that person's going to do because it's not their test in life right your test in life right now. It's their test in life. And if they don't receive God by shaming you, they failed the test, not you. But be faithful and watch God in the end and how he responds to what you did. That comes from walking with God. What I love about just not being in church and about church is the fact that when you are with God, all kinds of things can happen. One of the things is that you're able to locate the favor of God. I, I shared this on Tuesday, Tuesday night in prayer when we were going over the Lord's Prayer. And we prayed according to the Lord's prayer. We got down to the very last part. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. The kingdom is where all the stuff is located, you see. That's why you ought to pray the Lord's prayer. Your kingdom come. See, if you function off of your kingdom or the kingdom of the world, you're going to find that you're going to be empty, you're going to be broke, you're going to be sad, you're going to be depressed, you're going to be lonely, you're going to be anxious, and you're going to be needy. But if you pray, thy kingdom come, see, you are tapping out of the world's economy and the world's system, and spiritually, you're tapping into his kingdom. That's why he said, pray that. I have all the stuff. I have all the things. I can meet every need. If there's something that's not created that you need, I'm the God of heaven and earth. I can make it on the spot. So we pray, thy kingdom come. We pray thy kingdom come because that's the warehouses. We pray, and thine is the power. Thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power because God, even better than Amazon, believe it or not, on an automated system can say, hey, they need that. I see that missing in their life. Hey, he calls up to the kingdom without anybody touching it. And if he needs it hand-delivered, he gets an angel. Better than prime to bring it to you. He says they're praying according to my prayer. They're praying out of faith. They're not looking to their own way of meeting their need. They're praying to me about my kingdom coming. So he has the power to call down whatever you need or to call out whatever you're lacking and bring it into your life. Thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. And all of that, again, for the fourth time today, is for his glory. Again, it's not about me or us, folks. It's all for the glory that is due his name. And when you are with God, one of the things you find in his kingdom is you find his favor. I've said it, and my family knows this. 
And if you have paid attention, you've heard me say it more than one time. I pray daily, God, I pray for your favor. Let me tell you what favor. Well, let me, let me read this scripture, and I'm going to tell you what favor will do. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God out of all the young women on the planet because Mary's life as a teenager, <clears throat> teenagers, young adults, children, and people who have kind of just clocked out on God, she, she was minding her own business. She wasn't involved in TikTok. She wasn't involved in seeing how close she could have a premarital sex. She wasn't involved in trying to brown nose around the priesthood, minding her own business. Putting God first, she had rather be with God than with the world and the system and the culture of the world, and she found favor with God. What did that favor look like? That favor looked like her being able to house and carry the King of Kings, the promised Messiah, the child, the Son of God that would be your Lord and Savior one day. Out of every girl everywhere, she was with God and so she was able to locate the favor of God. I thought that I kind of knew about the favor of God and what it meant to be with God and just how much God could do for me when I decided just to live my life and being a, a, a pastor for the rest of my life, I'm dedicated to just living it with God. When you live with God, oh, you're going to just upset people, man. In this day we're living in, that, that is not a picture that's on any social media or any TV show. But when you live with God, you're going to make God happy. You're going to make the world sad, but you're going to locate things because God just loves you that much. And I thought I had really known about a lot about this, but about three weeks ago, I had made a video that... It, it, because hundreds if not thousands have been made over the past few years. And uh, it's three weeks ago tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And so I showed it to a couple of people, like the same day, the day after all, all that. And then I really didn't uh, think about it in this sense until Friday morning when I was studying uh, some more on this message. And God reminded me. He said, I want you to watch uh, that video, and let me tell you this. When I watched the video, it helped me understand all over again the principle and the scriptures of what this Bible says right here, the importance of being with God and what it can look like. So I want to... Draw your attention to the screen, and you got to listen closely, and then I'll tell you how that played out for me. Can you get get that leaf for me if you can? 
Okay, thanks. Oh, I think. Oh, that's the thing. What? what? What is it? You need me to help you get D? You sure there's something in there? What's this? A rope. It is a rope. What is? Did you get something? What is it? A money source. Oh my goodness. I didn't know. <laughs> a money treasure. I didn't know that. Gracious. Thank you, Jesus. We found the treasure. We found money. <laughs> I'm going to tell Gwenna in a minute. Oh, man. She is not going to believe that. We found... We got these mystery vehicles over here and found the treasure. <gasps> We're going to tell Gwen to walk in the world. Let's put it in this car. Well, we better put keep that lid on it. That's a new treasure. We better keep the lid on it so we don't look, so we can show everybody our treasure. Let's go. Let's go put it in this car. Now, let me tell you, what the Lord showed me in all of that. You see, I knew that he would be coming to our house that day. I knew that ahead of time. I knew that he loved to dig, and we would always talk about treasure. So what I did way before he ever showed up, I prepared a treasure. I went and I dug and I hid the treasure and I made it in a way where I was sure 100% that he would find the treasure. He didn't ask me to do that. He didn't know that. But And when he got there, I knew he would be with other people at that uh, same time and he would get everything from a yoo-hoo to a popsicle at Nana and Pa's house and a, a Weiss Krispie treat. I knew he'd do all that. But I knew sooner or later when he made his rounds, I knew that he would be with me. And when he got with me, I knew what he wanted. And so all the preparation took place before he ever got there. He didn't have to do anything else but just show up and be with me. Your heavenly father just wants you to know today that all you have to do is just make your mind up. Oh, I've been playing around with church. I've been hooking around with, with living right. I haven't been giving right. I've been dabbling in praying. I've referenced God to death. My marriage has not been centered with God. Raising my children has not been with God. But let me tell you what you have to do. You make that mind up right here 
that I'm going to just be with God. And when you get with God, long before you ever decide to get with God, he knows you're coming. So what he does, he starts putting things in place. He says, I know sooner or later they're going to get to me. And when they get to me, they're just going to start digging around in prayer. They're going to dig around in some praise. And I got what they've been praying for right here. I've got what they need right here. You don't have to do anything. Just get with God, and God will do the rest. But you got to get with him, church. Yeah. Hallelujah. There was a man named Jacob that understood this. And one night, the Bible says that he spent all night long with God. And the morning was coming up. And he kept on wrestling with God. And God said, let me go. He said, no, sir, I'm not letting you go. I'm with you. He said, I'm not letting you go. And he kept digging. And he kept digging. He kept digging. And he kept digging. And God says, okay, what is it? What is it? What is it? God, he said, you got to bless me. And the Lord blessed him. And what God did by a sign of blessing him, he wrestled because he was with God so intently that his hip was dislocated. And he walked with a limp the rest of his life. And what God needs for me to do today as a preacher and as a Christian and all of us here, he needs us to make our mind up. I'm going to get with you, God, and I ain't going to quit digging until my hip's out of joint. And I'm walking with a limp. I'm not trying to please the the world I want to go into heaven like this because when I go in like that you're taking care of me spiritually you're blessing me you're doing things I don't even see all because I'm with you and you're planning way in advance for the day I come home and I'm with you Jesus said this by the way he said I've got to go away but I'm going away to prepare a place for you and where I am you can be there also with me if I go away church he said I will come again and receive you unto myself and so the Lord Jesus Christ is even doing that right now while you're making your mind up I'm not going to play church in these last days I'm not going to play Christian I'm not going to be acquainted with Jesus I'm going to be a lover I'm going to walk with him I'm going to be a fool for Christ's sake you make your mind up and one day hallelujah you're going to see what he's prepared for you you're going to see what God had in store just keep digging just keep digging keep digging keep digging keep digging and watch what God does in your life and in your family hallelujah stand with me please hallelujah hallelujah father God hallelujah we bless you this morning blessed be the name of Jesus we thank you Lord that you don't want to know us from a distance Lord you want to know us in an intimate way. You want to know us very, very closely, Lord. I thank you, God. We don't have to stand outside the temple anymore. We don't have to wait and wander outside of the veil anymore. But we can walk right in to Abba, Father, Daddy. And, Lord, we can be with you this morning. Hallelujah, Lord. And I bless you this morning, God, that you are a very present help in my time of need. 
Yes, you are, Lord. You are a comforter. You're a healer. You're a way maker. You are a provider, Lord. Hallelujah. You're the God of restoration. You take homes and you put them back together. You take lives and you put them back together. Lord, you take things and callings that you put on us, Lord, and you revive them again, Lord, because you're the God of resurrection. So, God, we just want to be with you for the rest of our life until you blow the trumpet and you call us home to glory. God, that's what we ask for today. If you want to be with the Lord, if you want to be with God, and this is not a reference thing for you today, we do it every week, but we've got, we've got to draw in all we can draw in. I want you to find a place at this altar and let God know you mean business. You're not just going to come up here and just say, well, I don't want to be left out. You're coming up here because it's time for me to get with God. It's time for me to wrestle with God. It's time for me to dig into dirt. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You're going to say what he said, what that baby said. You're going to say, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. See, the Lord knows the desires of your heart. He knows what you have need of even before you did. And you will be able to say one day, I didn't know that. I didn't know God was going to do that. But you dug. You see, you got away from the world. You got away from your own understanding. And God knew you didn't know that. But he loves you just like I love that grandbaby. He knows his poppy loves him. He knows we're going to dig. He knows his whole family loves him. But see, he didn't know what was in store God loves you way more than I could ever love that baby and he knows what you want he knows what you've got laying in front of you and God wants to do something in your life just because he loves you he's not out of business yet he's not waiting on the trumpet to sound and then that's the next great thing. He's still working every day like he did at Calvary, like he did at the resurrection, like he did at the parting of the Red Sea, like he did when he rained down manna from heaven. He is still the same God, and he's alive, and he's working right this minute. And all you got to do is say, God, I made my mind up. I'm quitting this mess. I'm not just going to get serious at an altar, but I'm making my mind up. My home's going to resemble this. My radio's going to resemble this. My phone, my, the way I talk with people, it's going to reflect this. God, I'm going to do it because I know you got stuff waiting on me. You got a calling on my life. You got a harvest in front of me, souls to reach and a harvest to reap. And God, I am committed to this. So today, any person that's not a believer, as saints everywhere are praying, if you're not a believer, all you have to do is say, Jesus, hallelujah. Today, I'm not referencing you no more. I've been digging around in the world. I hadn't found treasures, but I found a lot of trash. And unlike that video, I knew what I was digging up. God, I'm through with that. I need to be redeemed. I need to be washed. I am sorry. My heart is full. I am sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my transgressions. I'm sorry for the way I've been living my whole life. And I give it to you, Jesus. I want you to know my name. And I want you to write my name down. I turn over the rest of my life to you, Jesus. 
glory to God, I just feel the presence of the Lord here. I've been talking about him all morning, and here he is. Bless your name, God. Hallelujah. I can't help it if you can't feel him, I feel him. Hallelujah. Bless your name. If you pray this prayer or you mean it from your heart, not difficult, the thief on the cross proved it. He'll save you. He'll redeem you. He'll even adopt you. Just walk with him. That's the best advice I can give you. If you do that today, you can respond at this altar. We have some folks that will help you, have some material that we'll get to you. Or if you're not in the house, you can do this online. But the main thing is, is from your heart, pray. Now for the rest of us, we're just going to worship for a minute. Because he knows your name, and he just wants you to be with him. So if you could just turn that up for us just to worship before we go. And this, this is a promise that you can leave with today, and you can live with. something to be grateful for. You know my name. <laughs> Declare it. You know my name. Hallelujah. You know my name. Oh, how you walk with me.
I want you to pray this prayer with me this morning. Oh God, I want you to pray this prayer with me, church. Oh God, thank you for the honor of being able to walk with you. I give you my word. The rest of my days will be spent with you. I will make the necessary changes in my life, in my home, and in my family to honor this promise. Thank you in advance for what you have planned for me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. He's your redeemer. Hallelujah. Give him a hand.